Hey there, it's Angie. And I'm Kat, and we are Beyond, Beyond the, the Door. Door. This podcast is an extension of the Purple Door, a nonprofit organization serving 12 counties within South Texas. Our mission is to empower the community and those affected by domestic violence and sexual assault to transition to a safe and healthy environment. We believe community accountability through education is at the heart of prevention. Quick disclaimer, this podcast will be discussing sensitive subjects. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. There may be explicit language geared toward a mature audience. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Welcome in. Today we have with us Fran Wilson, our CEO of the Purple Door. Fran, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Sure. I'm Frances Wilson. I'm the president and CEO of the Purple Door, and I've been with the agency for 33 years uh, in various roles. So cool. Uh, in this role um, for 16 years. Wow. But, wow. But very excited to be a part of the organization and very excited to be here this morning. Thank you. We're and we're so excited to have, to have you. Thank you. I was like looking forward to this. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm super excited. Okay. Well, so now we get to introduce ourselves. So, Angie. <laughs> Angie, tell us a little bit about you. Well, my name's Angie. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I have been with the Purple Door, oh, officially three months. Woo! I think today's officially three months. Is it really? I think so. Congrats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I used to do body waxing before I started here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, it's a big difference, but it's something I've always wanted to do is to be part of this movement. So when I saw this job opening, when I moved over here, I was like, oh, my God, yes, I want to try. So, yeah. What position are you in? I am a community educator for the Nueces County. Heck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah, brother. And, and what does your – tell us the grant, though, because I feel like that's really information. Oh, my grant. Okay, so my grant focuses on the youth and community leaders. So my my job is to go out there and try to – get the community involved a little bit more. It's more community-based and working with, of course, like leaders in the community to be able to pass what I show them to the younger generation. And then when I go out with the youth, it's just mostly to teach them how to love themselves, how to respect boundaries, and how to control their emotions is what I usually try to focus on to prevent abuse and sexual abuse in the future. I love that. You're, I feel like your grant is way more interesting. I'm just like, I'm general. <laughs> I do. I do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> I go and have fun. I do like activities with everybody. So it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. And I really love working with this grant. So I can't wait to get into it a little bit more like, yeah. further down the line. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I am Kat and I am our digital educator and I essentially run social media, um, the website, and then this, this, this lovely little, lovely little project. I love it. I really do. It's so much fun. Even, even ups and downs and all. I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then whatever other, I mean, we're doing, we're doing some pretty big stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited to be a part of that. It's true. have tons of ideas. I also, yeah, yeah, no kidding. I'm the idea guy for sure, as you Yeah, are. I have. You go along with them and you make it like, you're like, yeah. Like, Let's you're do my it. hype guy. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, I'm down. She's a hype Since guy. Since day one. Since day one. You're right. Since day one. We did click on day one. We did. It was fun. It was fun. 
but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, and then I do presentations every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Go out to the community. That's actually like one of my favorite things. I really can't wait till we start to get into like the YouTube stuff where we go into the community, you and I. Oh, that'd be fun. And like do the, you know. Have you seen that one where the guy like chases people down with a little microphone? And that's like ask questions. Like a man on the street. Yeah, I bet that's <laughs> yeah, what we. we that's that. what Just we talked about. People down. That's yeah. what we talked about. <laughs> I'm excited. Let's get ready, Corpus Christi. <laughs> You're gonna see us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't okay. run away from us, please. I know, right? We're not. <laughs> We're not crazy. We're harmless. Um. Uh. Okay. And then I guess how I got involved with the move. I've been involved in some way, shape, or form in the movement for. Since 2017, um, and that started with uh, working with a nonprofit that is in the human trafficking um, interceding kind of piece. So that was really cool. And then now it's more obviously specifically DVNSA, and so which includes human trafficking. But um, yeah, it's just I it's a passion for sure. It is. Um, okay, so first of all, who is the purple door and what is beyond the door working toward as a, as I guess a, with this podcast. Yeah, sure. So the reason our agency was created in the first place was to make sure that there was a place for victims of domestic violence to be sheltered and to have a hotline. Mm -hmm. And that was back in the late seventies. You know, it was really unheard of to, try to intervene in somebody's personal relationship. Right. Um, so we were actually the third shelter to open in the state of Texas, which is kind of a big deal. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, our purpose is, is to make sure that victims and survivors have a place to access services um, and to feel safe. Yeah. And prevention really didn't come along until, like, you know, 2006, 2007. We right. didn't really talk about preventing violence. Right. And as I tell people, I just told somebody yesterday, like, our goal is to close. Like, we don't, yes, don't want to be needed. That's right. So uh, prevention work is really important. And, um, you know, the reason we started up a podcast was to make sure that we could reach other people. Because I was realizing, because I, I have um, adult, young adult children, that... That's how they were getting their news was like through YouTube yeah. and mm-hmm. podcasts, yep. and they're not watching mainstream the, right. media the way I grew up, yeah. you know. With so it's like you're talking about the news. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. avoid it at all. Yeah. It makes me sad. It's, <laughs> yeah, so I was fortunate enough a few years ago to be a guest on a podcast, and I had you know I didn't really know much about podcast at the time, and um, I was basically sitting at this person's kitchen table. And with her equipment, and she did it, and I left, and I thought, why aren't we doing this? Like, right. It, yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not saying it's not hard. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> anywhere, basically. But I thought, gosh, you know, you can get the equipment. It's not terribly expensive. Right. Yeah. Maybe we need to try our hand at this so we can reach another generation that is not accessing yeah. information in other ways. Yeah. So, not that it's not hard, but it's not it's not so far out of reach that it's like it's not we could yeah to it's not impossible yeah. exactly yeah absolutely it's something that should be utilized and I'm that's cool that you that's cool that's a cool story what what podcast were you on um, I'm trying to remember what it's called it, it's something about like different women of the coastal bend okay oh, okay nice. very cool so, look them up 
Yeah, we should. Yeah. We can find it. Yeah. yeah and I, I loved it because it was just a conversation. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, um, and I like that. I think it's so important for people to talk. And you don't see people doing that as much nowadays because they're used to Facebook and places mm. where they're just putting like a little bit of information. Because let's face it, if somebody writes paragraphs on Facebook, it's all scripted. Nobody's, yeah. <laughs> like, Nobody's reading it's, it. It's just too much. I yeah. just want to see your food and move on. Yeah. yeah just post so, a picture. <laughs> but we need to get back to let's get to know each other as Absolutely. people and have conversations. Yeah. I agree. Even if we even if we don't agree with one another, one hundred, like, especially yeah, if we don't especially. agree with one. Yeah. Another. And that's what I noticed here. Like we all have different beliefs, we all have different mindsets, but we respect our, each other. Yeah, we respect each other, and we have a common ground. Absolutely, yeah. what we want Absolutely. to do. I agree. Yeah, I agree with the conversation piece that you mentioned yeah. because I cannot tell you. I'm only twenty nine. Okay, and first of all, saying only and then twenty nine. I don't know. It's I'm still 57. So it still weirds me out. <laughs> it still weirds me out. But you look great. Oh, I don't know cuz 57 doesn't like register for me yet, I guess. I'm 29. I it doesn't hit me. register it hit, for me either. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me hard, okay? It did. But anyway, but being only 29, it still gets to me when I'm having a conversation with someone and in the middle of the conversation they just pull out their phones and start scrolling through social media. I'm like, what? <laughs> can, uh, like basic manners can just you, like went out the window yeah. for social media. Yeah. Well, it's an addiction. Oh, yeah, it really it's is. It's an, an addiction. addiction. You can't, and, and if anything proves it, it's that. Like, yeah. if, you can't, <laughs> if you can't get through one conversation without put, just, in the well, Like, why? When my children were young, yeah. they still lived at home. I was, we always had family dinner together pretty much. Yeah. Um, because they weren't in sports. They did like choir and stuff like that, you know, so. I so was in choir. home. <laughs> yes. Know? And um, uh, we reached a point, though, where like I'd be at dinner with my husband and my two kids and they all pull out their phones. I'm like, excuse Absolutely me. not. Absolutely <laughs> oh, no. not. My mom put made us put our phones away. <laughs> well, so I, uh, it, my kids don't necessarily, I mean, like. It, right now, it's just my daughter because her dad is in Colorado. So, but she doesn't even think about bringing her phone to the table because I've made it a rule. I'm like, not even a chance. But like when they both start having phones, I know they're going to try it. And I'm going to be like, put it in the basket. I don't care. Like, we're not, oh, not at the yeah. table. My dude. kids legit just pull out their laptop and sit at the table with, like, well, they're all watching a show. And I can't. I'm like, mm. I can't. Yeah. My can't husband is, will keep his phone out. And I'm like, like, are you expected in neurosurgery sometime soon? Like, are you for a like what's going on? And, oh, my gosh. But it's, I think, you know, I don't know if it's a fear of missing out for him. I don't It's I don't that FOMO. It's the that FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> it, it does get, but, like, and I just, what, there was a documentary on Netflix I just watched about um, uh, social media. Would you, it came out in, like, I 2020, I think. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's terrifying. Is it? Oh, they the the way that AI is like in your head. They have a, an AI just like specifically or like a team of them specifically dedicated to you. Really? Ew. Oh, it freaked me out so bad. Oh, that is so funny. It freaked me out so 
I'm the digital educator, and let me tell you, technology <laughs> scares the crap out of me. <laughs> like, it does. Well, and it's it's interesting because, like, Facebook and Instagram and all that, it's wonderful in some ways in that it does connect people. Mm-hmm. That even people that otherwise might not have found a connection. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're also losing something because we're yes. losing the ability to talk yeah. face-to-face yeah, yep. and to be able to agree or disagree. Whereas on Facebook, yeah. you know, people can just write something really nasty about, you know, and just go on with their day and, and they don't, you know, it's no big deal. What's it called? You know what that's called. Cyberbullying? No... <laughs> okay. But I mean, by, by the internet, do you know what that's called? Trolls. It's called trolling. Oh, like if yeah. you're, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. of that. If you're... I'm just like cyberbullying. Uh, most certainly it is. <laughs> Let's just be clear. <laughs> it's cyberbullying. Um, okay. But yes, I agree. And it does make it easier when there's a screen. Yeah. But that, that started happening when technology was first born. People just so naturally (laughs) went into this place of like, well, they just like went naturally into this place of like, I can say whatever I want now. (gasps) I can say whatever I want. And like, there's going to be no consequences. There are now, thankfully. Yeah, there are now. Thank goodness. To an extent. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, Okay, so the next one would be, why do you think digital education is so important for the modernization of this movement, particularly? Well, I mean, our world is obviously changing all the time. And we've been around almost 45 years now. Yeah. And the way we do things is very different than when I first started. Yeah. Um, So... You know, you have to change. I mean, there's some things about our work that's pretty constant and stays static. You know, it's kind of the same. Yeah. But then there's other stuff that we just have to change. We have to change how we reach people. Um, We have to know how they get their information so that we can be a part of that and get our information to them. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people don't learn about us until they really need us. Right. Yeah. And... If we can get our message out there through digital education, then people who maybe don't need us but would like to help or yeah. learn, you know, how they can be part of changing our community, you know, that that would be great if they could get that information. And I think people don't realize it does take all of us Ugh. to prevent violence and to change our community. Whether you think that this has happened to anybody you know or not, you still play a role. Yeah. Right. And that, that's really important, I think. It is. It is really important. Yeah, I tell people, like, if you think, you know, the 40-something of us that work for the shelter are going to end violence on our own. <laughs> There's no way, dude. It's not going to happen. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I wish it would. Right. We're all going to show up with purple capes. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Done ski. That's one reason, though, I like, like, all the Marvel movies and stuff. I'm sure yeah. people think it's crazy. But I think I like, I need to see, like, the good guy win. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Even though you have to watch the entire series to get to the end where you're like, oh, finally, because (laughs) they sure do mislead you. But isn't that the way it goes, though? There's a lot of losses to get where we are. I'm sure after working in the movement for, you said, 30 something years. Yeah. You would know that the the wins and the losses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's important because good always does win. 
in this movie. <laughs> in the movie. I mean, in the, and we we're making it happen it, in real life. Right. <laughs> we're working on we're, it. We're working we on. are working on it. And we're doing thank, the best we can. Thank God for places like the Purple Door, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, that are, and they're, I mean, I don't know. I don't know in how many years it like started exploding, but it has like the movement and, and people actually paying attention to it. It's, it's really, I mean, even through social media, it's exploding. People are being called out. Gosh. um, The me too movement was a big, the me too movement was huge. Ooh, there's a documentary that's coming out about that as well. She, she said or something. We'll watch it in a sad documentary day. 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, but it's it's about like what it took for them to come out and how scary it was and mm-hmm. and it can be yeah. right like if oh, yeah. I, I mean that's for everybody that's still going on. Yeah. I think there's been big moments and small moments, some that we can't really even put our finger on, but yeah. something has allowed our movement to change and to build through the years. Yeah. I, in yeah. fact, I was telling someone the other day, people used to think us of us as the people that like ended marriages like we were encouraging divorce and shattering families and now people don't i don't think people think of us that way now i think i think there's maybe some enough education (laughs) select few maybe some people but but i think for the most part there's been enough education that people realize oh yeah by the time somebody reaches out for help with us Mm -hmm. Their their partnership and their their relationship is on the rocks. Like yeah. it's, it's it ended not, a long time ago. Yeah, it's yeah. not going well. And we don't encourage, as y'all know, to end it yeah. for anybody to no. end their relationship because we have some clients that they want to keep that relationship. Yeah, I mean, hope is a really strong motivator. Oh yeah. my gosh! And yeah, some people well, it's just love. like, can you just you know fix him or her yeah. so that we can continue to have this relationship. <laughs> Which is a big part of that education that we yeah. offer for yeah. sure. Yeah. Is, is because that education not only goes toward the people who are potentially victims or survivors of something that's happening, but it's also for the people who are doing it. It's for, you know, it's for educating them on communication tools or ways, anger ma- management, anger man- yeah. you know, like just ways yeah, to. Yeah, because most of that's how they grew up. They yeah. thought like, oh, it's normal. Therapy. It's okay to- yeah. Go get therapy, guys. <laughs> it, even if you think you're okay. Let's go. Get therapy. <laughs> I love therapy. <laughs> I think we push that in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's part of the outro. Also get therapy. Well, everybody. <laughs> somebody to talk to amen whether it's an actual therapist or whether it's a confidant that you have a best friend whatever yeah your partner yeah you know we all need somebody somebody to be honest with (laughs) who can who sees us for who we are yeah and can have those honest conversations absolutely absolutely i agree okay so why is prevention and education so important to you and what because that was something that drew me to the purple door I think we had discussed that when I first came is one of your quotes that said what you had mentioned in the beginning which was that we we we're not our goal is for this not to be an issue in the end we don't want to have jobs weird to say but we don't we don't want to have to work nobody wants job security (laughs) (laughs) in this this movement yeah we're good right um, it's because it's a sad fact that we, unfortunately, for, for the time, for the foreseeable future, we do have job security. And so what drew me to this, not only is it because I wish that I would have known about this when I was going through my own stuff, um, but it was also that key quote of prevention 
is the goal. We want the community to get so involved that we are not needed and and that domestic violence is addressed the moment that it's even a question. Yeah. Yeah, before prevention came along, which was probably like 2006, 2007, that's when the CDC came out and said, you know, we want to um, provide funding to prevent the sexual violence. It okay. wasn't domestic violence. It was just sexual violence. Yeah. So up until that time, you know, we educated people. We told them about our services and, you know, the power and control wheel and all that, right. all that information. Right. But we really didn't talk about preventing violence much. Right. And I think part of it was the way we were funded mm-hmm. because it was basically to take care of people who had already experienced this. Um, and then I think the other was just we were just really busy taking care of people. Right. And so, um, and prevention just sounds, it's, it's like a lofty goal. You that's, know? that's it, yep. It, and almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why we probably just didn't think about it. So when it actually came about that the CDC was pushing this and it was coming through the Attorney General's office here in Texas, yeah. um, man, we latched onto it. And I really, prevention for me was exciting because I thought, you know, if they're putting money in it, that means that this is important to somebody and they think we might be able to do it. And they're probably realizing too that what is happening with victims is probably costing more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I mean, I hate to get it down to dollars and cents. Some people, that's the way they think. So, sure. Uh, the reality is. I would say governmentally. Yeah. For yeah, sure. So that's what matters. A lot of money that, yeah. that goes into. Services provided, yep. um, ER visits, all of that stuff. Right. So, um, so we were fortunate in that, even though I don't think the CDC knew exactly how they wanted it to look, like the framework of prevention. Okay. I mean, I think they had an idea, but um, we were fortunate that we had some people on staff that could figure out like how to create this prevention program. Yeah. Because we really went from we have no clue what we're doing <laughs> to, <laughs> what you know, do you mean? to trying to create something that would work. Right. And you know, their the CDC's idea was you get into schools. Yes. And you get in front of classes yeah. at least, you know, six or seven times and you're building each each session builds upon the last. Yep. And uh, we had a lot of schools that and we still do have a lot of schools that want us there, yeah. which is yeah. great. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, prevention, it's, it's just so important. I mean, I don't – I think people are starting to realize how pervasive violence is mm-hmm. um, as far as intimate re- partner relationships. And, I mean, it is happening with kids. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. And I, I tell people when I have spoken in front of groups, if you think you don't know somebody – you're you're wrong. I mean, the reality is we all know somebody and, and oh, who's and, experiencing it, and if right? You think you haven't, but you have kids. Yeah, your kids are going to school with kids that are experiencing this. Right. I mean, my children. I remember one of them telling me when they were in middle school. I you know I know a girl who like her boyfriend slaps her. Oh wow! Yeah, and you know middle school's what ages. 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something, somewhere 11, around there, 11, 11, 12, eleven through fourteen 11, 12, yeah. ish. Yeah, yeah. So. This is already happening. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. fact, we also had a young man <clears throat> when we used to have a batterers program. Mm-hmm. We had a young man that went to high school wow. locally. Wow. He was he was oh, old wow. enough though. He was eighteen, so he was in our batterers program. 
And some of that is, you know, he grew up in a violent So home. he thought it was normal. That's what, yeah. that's what he knew. And yeah. so, you know, it's it's happening. And I think people are, you know, starting to, to realize, oh, yeah. It can be scary. It can be scary, though, especially when you're talking to schools. I know when I went to my first shack meeting, I got a real dose of how. Um, and I guess it, I guess it doesn't make sense to me because I did experience it, and I can see the benefit of bringing it to children and and really like making it known that hey, this is wrong. We do have to address this before you go and learn a different way from somebody else because whether or not we like it as parents, they're going to learn from someone. Um, And I'd prefer, I mean me personally, as for my children, I I prefer that they would learn it from me than someone else. Yeah. You bring up something really interesting because um, I know there are some people who probably don't want to see us in schools. Right. And you know, I actually do understand that. Yeah. Like, um, like when I was a kid, that's when, talking about drugs in school was like really the thing yeah you know, the dare in. the dare and, program and i'm just like you know i've never tried drugs even like up till this <laughs> age like i don't i rarely drink i don't do yeah. i've never tried drugs so like for me it was kind of like why am i sitting through this you know uh-huh. but then as an adult i realized there were kids in that class that needed to hear that yeah, yeah. and ideally Everything should be coming from your parents. Right. Like things, I, I don't think we should technically have to be in classrooms. Right. But the reality is there are kids. It's not being taught. That need, that need us in there because yeah. they're not, they, they are, they're not learning anything from somebody else. Because know, those are hard conversations to those have. Those are really hard conversations. Yeah. Which and is I, also understandable. And one thing I'd love to see is, you know, can we create, you know, some kind of presentation or conversation that we can have parents come. Yeah. You know, and just visit with us about Ooh, how do I have this conversation parents. with our kids? Yeah. I love yeah. that. They made one parent. Yeah. I well and I know that we had planned to do that sometime with this. I think that would be a really good Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know teachers they have a lot going on anyway. My word. There's only so much they can Give do. It, they, <laughs> you know, it's I, only, what, an eight-hour day or seven-hour day And they look at the kids for like 30 to 40 minutes, 45 minutes. They, they're, oof. We could do some on teachers, too, because, wow. Mm. Holy cow. I, I know too many teachers. I, I have mad respect for teachers. Mad respect. Oh, um, But, yeah, as far there are definitely two sides of the coin as far as, like, there are people who really think that we are necessary and this education is necessary in schools. And then there are people people who just like absolutely do not do that to my kids. And it's like I like you said I do understand why they would say no, but I think there's a lack of understanding because maybe your kid is not going through it. And that's great and I'm really really excited yeah. that they're not truly um because they are going to grow up and contribute to the world that we see exactly. in the future. Um, but their best friend might be going through it. or And what if they don't know how to talk to their best to friend? Yeah. What if they don't know the signs to look for? What if... Or like later down the future. What if they don't know the word consent or boundaries? You know, it's... Yeah, yeah it's like tough. when I was probably 19, I had a friend that I really believe was going through an abusive relationship. Yeah. It wasn't until I started working for the agency uh-huh. later on yep. and had a, a real idea of what it looked like right. to look back and realize, oh, 
that's probably what she was dealing with. But I, I really didn't have any knowledge of it. Yeah. yeah. And it was also a time like, I don't know what I would have said to her. Right. You know, right. To, to intervene or, I, you know, I wouldn't want to help. like make her feel like I was criticizing her. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was really naive too. Like I just <laughs> wouldn't have, I wouldn't I think we all were. Okay, oh, so yeah. that well, yeah. but that's another. I mean, I that's, that's why a good we example. Be in the schools, absolutely. Because yeah, like if I had this knowledge when I was in junior high, high school, I think it would have prevented a lot of trauma for myself in the future. And like, then in, like realizing, like hearing stories from when kids would party on the weekend to like, oh yeah, we did this and this to her because she was blacked out, and, right? Like, and like in that's high common. school, I remember like, oh, that's so gross, like whatever. Right? But like. When I like got older, I'm like, oh my god, they literally, they, they, you know, they like raped her. They were like, yeah. And I was like, oh wow. And yeah. it's sad because they didn't realize that's what they were doing either, right? So I was just like, oh. right. It just seems like a harmless high school, yeah. whatever, because they were not educated as that, like, Ooh, as we well. Shouldn't be doing that. And I'm, she was blacked out. And like, it's like an in the moment decision. They're probably also drinking. It's very, so yeah. you know. So and then afterward, they're. There's that undoubtable feeling afterward that comes that's like, that was wrong. Yeah. And I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Um, and when you're when you're a teenager, I mean, everything is like in the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not, yeah. When being 25 years old seems like forever away. It, you right. You know, like. Right. You're not thinking about long-term consequences. Right. Or and there like, are. Yeah. And there are. There are. Really. And I mean, as much as it sucks it's a necessity because i can't even i mean there's no world without law and order right exactly, and yeah. justice um we try <laughs> <laughs> um oh heck i done i done lost it i had bubbles there was a there was a, a track and and then i saw another one and i was like ooh adhd and it's fine <laughs> where does that where's that one go uh Gosh darn it. It was about, oh, shucks, I'm getting there. I'll get there. Words are fun. It's about, so okay, so even talking about the high school knowledge and everything mm-hmm. and, and knowing that, like, in high school you're kind of like a sardine trapped in a can of sardines. Like, you're, pff, you're forced to be around each other. Obviously, adulthood looks different than that. You can choose yeah. who you want to be around. And who you don't want to be around, for the most part. Mm-hmm. If you want to go out, you kind of take a risk, and that's where, that's where the the school education piece comes in. Is like, okay, I know that like this is where you're at right now, and and like you said, twenty five seems so far away, but um, we're trying to prepare you for what happens when it's not high school anymore, or or college for that matter. I mean, what happens when you go into a workplace and they haven't talked about any of that. And there's and there's sexual harassment that's like here and there and you might not know what that looks like. It's it's a it's a crazy world. Um Yeah. There like I would tell my children when they were in school, I said, You're one this time goes so fast. Like this is such a small part of your life. Yeah. You yeah. know, most of your life will be spent as an adult. Yeah. You know, obviously. Right. And I would say, plus your world is so small right now. Like you don't realize it because you're in it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the world's so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, like kids 
need to realize, and I, I realize this about my mom, because my mother was really protective, like really overly protective. <laughs> like, I That's was not good. allowed to go to the mall without ah. an adult. Yeah, well. I couldn't just go with friends. Right. Which really made me unhappy, because I was like, why not? So many of my friends got to go without a parent. And one day she told me, it's not you I don't trust. Yeah. It's everybody mm-hmm. else I don't trust. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean... And that's a pretty and wise. I, that's true. Yeah, and I think that's part of a conversation you have to have with your kids. It's not even so much that you have an issue with them. It's, right. It's that all this stuff is going on in the world around them mm-hmm. that they may not be aware of. Or they think they may think they're savvy enough to like. They know everything. Get around it. Yeah. And there's people out there. I was talking to somebody, an IT person yesterday about. That there, he said there are just people that are constantly like figuring out how to spoof your phone and mm-hmm. do all oh. these different things, and it's oh like, yeah, it's, so it's similar in that there's always somebody out there who's figuring out a way to take advantage of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, which is really a sad commentary on our world. <sighs> but that's why prevention is so important too, because if if we have this conversation more and more, mm-hmm. and you know, kids and young adults are learning, and older adults, too, people yeah, who don't yeah. know about oh, yeah. about our work. Absolutely. Um, you know, we could make some changes. I know I sound like a Pollyanna sometimes because I am like, hey, we could change the community. Uh, we really could. But yeah. we could. Cause, but why not? We could. we're the ones who are making it as it is. Like, I think we need to quit having this attitude that everything's just happening to us. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, like, let's We're a part out, of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's figure out, like how we can make those changes, whether they're small changes or big changes. I think that seems, I I 100% agree. And I'm even now just getting to that point in my life because I think so often it seems um, like a really overwhelming task to even let cross your mind because at first, is it the, the forest for the trees or the, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? You can't about? see the forest for the trees. You can't yeah. because you're just like, the world is falling apart (laughs) like there's so many what do you mean like I can't do anything like I'm just one person and especially if you think about like voting and then you get all into that and you're like does my voice even matter but it's like when you look at things like this and you look at how changes are made and you I mean you really there you have to do some research and we know that (laughs) all day that's all day all day um and I love it I love it it's also uh, intimidating at times, for sure. Yeah. Um, but to to do research and see how change is made and see that it's normally just like one average Joe who was like, I'm tired of it, <laughs> and took the steps within their community where they could. They still had their regular job and, you know, they're doing some stuff on the side and it's usually a slow-going process, but then, like, something hits and with all of that you know effort that you're consistently giving and then it takes off and you're just like all of a sudden you're rolling with this huge thing but it like we have to start where we are and all those little things add up it's kind of they do when you're having a bad day but you and you pass somebody and and they just smile at you and they say how are you oh my gosh your hair looks really nice or they do something (laughs) yeah just just say something nice and it's like Mm -hmm. it all of a sudden, you feel like your faith is restored. Yeah, you know, it's like it just hit that. Like, one it wasn't as thing. bad as it is as yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's 
if you have enough people doing all those little things, yeah. it, it will add up. Yeah, because I even Agreed. notice us having little conversations when we do tabling events. It makes such a big difference. Oh, yeah. And it's not even a long conversation. It's like maybe a minute, maybe less than that. And it's that is going to make a difference, even just picking up a sticker or whatever we have on our little table. Well, the amount of people that cross by our table and look at look at us and and they're just like they're interested because they see the buttons and like we've yeah, got some we cute, cute stuff, stuff. Yeah, on our table and they just look at it and they're they're, you know, they're tempted to just, you know, cool and walk to the next one mm-hmm. until we are like, "Hey, have you ever heard of us? Do you know what the purple door is?" And then you start talking to them and and the difference that you see from when they first arrive at the table versus when they leave. Like, it's just that stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just learned something. And it doesn't take that long to even have that conversation of right. like, what we do. Yeah. So it's even with little kids, I love when I talk to little kids. Yes. They get super excited. Because, of course, they like the stickers and stuff. And they're like, oh, what does this mean? So you're having that little conversation about, like, oh, you know, no one has the right to tell you what you can and can't wear or yeah. Or things like that. Or like, yeah, you know, you, it's okay to give people a compliment, but in a nice way. You don't have to be talking about anything about their body parts. And right. it's cute and interesting to see them all like, oh, okay, I get it now. And they get really excited about it. You are, you control what happens here. Yeah, like this is your, and it's yeah. something they didn't know or like they didn't learn. And it's good because most of course their parents are always with them. So like yeah. you can kind of control what you can and can't say to the parent, like. The parent can be like, okay, it's enough, and like, or whatever. Sure. But for well, the but most you... part, they're really like, oh, yeah. And then the parents start to have that little conversation with the kids mm-hmm. later on. And well, then if you make the conversation with the parent and yeah. the kid, yeah, it's like, a, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. There's something. It's something. Something magical. Or sometimes we get the people just walk by us. <laughs> <laughs> and there are people like, ah. like parents need that support, though. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. And they need somebody to help them with those like words. Like how to oh start gosh. that conversation. It is a hard them. conversation yeah. to have. It's uncomfortable. Have access to so much. I mean, like when I was growing up, you know, before cable came along, like you had, you know, three television stations and PBS, you know, and you didn't. <laughs> You didn't have cell phones, yeah. and you didn't have the internet Netflix. and all of that. Netflix. And so there's so much access. Right. And how and are parents, you know, combating that right. day after day and having those conversations with their kids? Just right. the things the kids see online. Oh, my God, my little one last year, he was just like, Angelica, how do you open your third eye? And I'm like, what <laughs> are you talking about? I was like, boy, it is 7 in the morning. I was like, we'll have this conversation after school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, no, I saw it on YouTube. It's about how to open your third eye. I was like, are you watching meditating videos? Like, what are you doing? Oh, my word. Well, yeah, yeah. no, YouTube is a big one for kids, yeah. too. So he oh, gets yeah. a lot of information on that. And I'm like, well, it is 7 in the morning. We're I having this conversation. My kids do not like me right now because I am the mom who is like, no, you are not playing on my phone when we go out. You can You can find a way to entertain yourself. You'll be all right. Um, you can only play, you know, I do screen time limitations. I don't let them on YouTube because even YouTube kids is like a wild place. Um, I just, I am, I am very like, again, I'm the digital educator, which is like a part of the reason why it's like, nah, (laughs) we'll just, we'll avoid that. And I'll tell you what you need to know over here. So that way, when you do get into that world, Mm -hmm. we'll enter it together and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Because yeah. we've already talked about that. Yeah. But it's hard as a parent because, good Lord, the world is like, 
It's right. Fast. You're always doing something and you need you you've got to bring your kids with you and you if you don't bring your kids with you, you've got childcare and then that's money and then we it's like you've got to think about all of these things and so if you're bringing your kids with you, well then you don't want them to interrupt what you're doing because you've got some important stuff to do. So what do you do to keep them busy and I mean lord, being a parent, so much comes with it. So it's like I get it. I do. Which is why it's that it's so important for people to know how to address those those types of conversations because yeah. it's like you might you might not be ready for that conversation, but the world has already yeah opened to them. So it's yeah. like yeah, they've opened the door to it. Right? Yeah, like my daughter when she first got onto like TikTok and stuff like that, she'll talk about these random things. Like she wanted to she saw something about testosterone and she's like oh there's a tea that makes your voice deeper i'm like what what are you talking about and then she's just like yeah it's called tea and i'm like tea and i was like how are you talking about testosterone i was like that makes the i was like that team does that changes your like your dna thing and she's like oh i thought it was like something you drank and i was like no oh lord <laughs> or that she like saw something about furries and she just thought it was people dressing like animals and i'm okay. like okay my daughter is the same way about that yeah. and i'm like i need you to know <laughs> and see i don't even know what that is uh-huh. <laughs> so that's the conversation the we had world. to have with her was that furries is a community that sexualizes mascots or like dressing like animals so we had oh to have that gosh. conversation. Seriously? Yeah, like people dress up. And then she They live a life as an animal essentially. Yeah. An a, an animal who walks on two legs and has like this the ears, the tail. And oh, then and she, she says she there's went people at it. school that have the tails that wear them. And I'm like, do they even really know what they're doing with that? It's a signal. It's a, it's a it's like um like when people wear certain types of chokers, if if it has a lock on it, if it has a different kind of like chain or symbol, it all means different things. Yeah. And it's like to the people who really know what that means, it's like you wow. don't know. Yeah, see, like when I'm I glad was, my kids are grown up. <laughs> <laughs> when I it's was in school, it was the little bracelets. Yes, the it gel was bracelets. The gel bracelets. Yes, ma'am. And I'm like, oh, mine were all black because I was a little emo kid. So like, Amen. <laughs> I don't think it, it didn't mean anything to Amen. me. See, You're I was a. <laughs> like, don't touch me. Don't leave me alone. Mine were black, and then, but I was seen. So I was oh, like, like the, neon the mix. Colors? I was very. It was. I was the mix. I was the emo kid who liked colorful stuff. Oh, yeah. So it was. It was black, but it was also all the neon colors. And then I had somebody come up to me one day and was like, "You know what that means, right?" And I was like, "What are you talking? It's a bracelet, dude. Like, it's cute. What do you mean?" Yeah. But it's. Oh my gosh! As a parent, that that is just a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're trying to probably hold down a job, <laughs> get dinner on the table. Oh my gosh! And then if you and yeah. then what's the what's the alternative? Right? It's hopefully you have a good enough uh, income from you know maybe your spouse or your partner or whomever that maybe if you if you don't want to put them in all of that public school business, you you can homeschool them, but. Lord knows that takes you've got to have. I don't the, have the patience for that. It's, it's not only the the monetary uh, uh, resources to to provide, but it's the patience, mm-hmm. the, the ability, the, the wisdom. We saw that in, during COVID. Yeah. Oh my gosh! How about a full time job and a teacher? Yeah. Yeah. No. That was rough. I remember that. I. Remember, <laughs> I got so <laughs> I wrote out a 15 minute by 15 minute list of what my kids needed to do while I worked. 
so that they could go back to the list and see what they needed to do and like when break time was, when potty time was, when ha, 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 I was like but like it's it's yeah so that's a lot so yes parents have a huge huge responsibility um but that's why we're here is to help out with that and to talk to your kids absolutely about conversations you're not ready to or don't know how to start or anything like that Let's talk. Yeah. Let's and talk. And y'all are researching and learning about all these things that a lot of parents probably don't. Yeah. Know, oh, good God. About. Oh, yeah. Right. Ugh. Right. No. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I only I knew because my daughter brought it to me. The furry stuff. Oh my gosh. And then she yeah. like started. I saw a video she made on her phone that was like, <laughs> um, I was I was born an animal, but they made me into a human. And she started like calling me her stepmom. I was like, we're cutting this off right what? now. We're done. <laughs> I it was the weirdest. Oh, yeah, we they, digress. They see online, <clears throat> and then yeah, it's it's a lot. And I'm happy my kids communicate with me and tell me what. Oh, like I saw this online, which I'm really really happy about. Even though it just throws me off sometimes. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, yeah, just give me a minute. Let me figure this conversation out. Mm-hmm. But I am happy that we do have that. Like, hey, you know what? Tell me all the dumb stuff you see online. I don't care. Yeah. And I know sometimes they think I'm not listening because I'm doing like a million other things while they're having this conversation with me. But then I'm like, oh, let's step it back and sit down and talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to be able to sort out like what's real, what's not, what's appropriate, what's not. That's And that's hard. That's hard. It's hard. Especially because, I mean, if you want to talk about like TV ratings and – then it's all what other kids are doing and mm-hmm. you know it then you if you want to talk about like a whether you have a two parent household or you're co-parenting with someone else who doesn't agree with you know the limitations that you're setting it's 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 a whole world to navigate but um we're yes, here to help that is a, <laughs> i mean that's a huge reason for prevention and education because it can seem like a very lofty goal yeah. a hefty task to take on um, we gotta try. We do. Oh, yeah. We gotta try. Definitely. Exactly. Can't just sit back and let them win. No way. The kids or <laughs> the, the people who are doing it. I always joke with my kids. I'm gonna fight them when they're 18. We're gonna get a wrestling ring. On the 18th birthday, we're gonna wrestle. Should get those like little sumo outfits to yeah. wear. Yeah. I love it. We watch wrestling in our house, so like. There you go. Down. We're gonna learn a whole bunch of moves. <laughs> yeah, you are. As soon as y'all turn 18, we're gonna fight. <laughs> that's beautiful you could just take like kickboxing classes until then i don't know like, they're a lot be... stronger than me you've seen how big ah, my kids are that's true yeah you take kickboxing let them just <laughs> stay <home>. be weak <laughs> um we've we've covered a lot um, we may have covered more than you intended i love it happen. yeah that does tend to happen but i do love it because especially because i think what we talked about is what is so important about this movement and about yeah. what the purple door does and what we're really trying to accomplish on this podcast. So yeah. I think that's a great, I think so too. And a great intro. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. I forgot. Sure. Oh, it went away. Yep. It went away. Absolutely. Well, okay. Well, Fran, thank you so much for coming you. on and thank you for having hanging me. out with us. And you're going to be on another one. So oh, yeah. that's Fran, also exciting. Yeah. And we'll super be excited. Thanks so much for tuning in. The Purple Door provides free services to anyone who has experienced domestic or sexual violence at any point of their life. 
We also have a 24-7 hotline that you can reach out to with any questions at any time. And those numbers are 1-800-580-4878 or 361-881-8888. If you are interested in volunteering or have questions about donating, please visit our website at purpledoortx.org. Remember, a unified community is a safe community. See you next time. Bye. Bye.